Hey guys, welcome to the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast live here on Thursday night. My name is Steven. I'd like to introduce Brian and Cody. They're also contributors of the We Know Fantasy podcast. What's going on today, guys? How's it going? It's going hey, not too much. I'm ready to talk some fantasy football. Absolutely. Well, yeah, why don't you let the it. listeners uh, know uh, some of your fantasy football experience? Yeah, Brian well... I uh, <laughs> I've been playing fantasy for ten years now. This is Cody, by the way. Um, I started uh, my own house league uh, when I was a senior in high school, and I've been playing ever since. So this is my tenth year playing fantasy, and uh, won a couple championships along the way. And I'm just uh, looking forward to helping you guys uh, out there. With a little fantasy advice. Great. And you? What about you, Brian? Uh, yeah, so I started uh, fantasy football in 2015. Uh, prior to that, I was just like a, you know, I would I would watch the game if it was on. Uh, but a buddy of mine introduced it to me, and I like love numbers and stats and all that. So I just got hooked. Uh, I started doing my own research, and I won a few championships along the way too. And here I am, happy to give everybody help. That's awesome. It's really great. And you guys, uh, myself, and I've been playing fantasy football for 12 years. Been getting really into it lately with all the writing and different things in that nature. So you know, we have a lot of experience between the three of us today, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why don't you guys let everyone know where they can find you at on Twitter, on social media? Um, so you could find me at Brian Memeworth, M-E-M-E-W-O-R-T-H. Uh, that's the only spot you'll really find me. I post my own articles. I post for We Know Fantasy, and I love to talk football, so just go give me a follow. And uh, I am at Master Smithers on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there. Yeah, and you can find me at Coach Stephen P. Also, please follow the We Know Fantasy Twitter as well. It's at We Know Fantasy. Also, if, I, if you guys can, please visit the website as well, www.weknowfantasy.com, where the three of us, uh, we post a lot of great articles, a lot of fun things going on there, and we, we have a lot of fun doing it each and every week. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah a lot, a lot of fun here. And I um, just want to let you guys know, uh, every Monday, our, our guy, Nate, he does our waiver wire wish list. It's a lot of fun. He gives you guys a breakdown who you should pick up in the week. And then every Wednesday, him, uh, Nate, and the Fantasy Pro do a, a weekly podcast as well, giving you guys things going on around the uh, Fantasy Football League, their starts and sits, a, a lot of fun things like that. They're a great, a great duo together to listen to. So let's get right into it. We're here today, the contributors, to talk about winless teams and their fantasy player values. So we're going to start with the quarterback position. Uh, I'm going to start first on this one. My quarterback on the winless team is Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton started off real great this season. Started off uh, with 20 fantasy points, but he's kind of regressed every week since then. Uh, this coming week against the Cardinals, I think he's a great solid sleeper. Uh, the Cardinals have a really bad defense. Uh, they're at bottom five. And I think that he can really expose expose them and do a really great job. Uh, moving into the rest of the season, he does play uh, eight of eleven of the teams he has to play left or bottom defenses against the quarterback position. So he could be a really great streamer on and off going forward. He's not someone you're going to want to pick up every week or have him as your starting receiver uh, quarterback each week. But he's definitely a nice sleeper option moving forward, just because he does have a weak offensive line and. Unless until AJ Green comes back, uh, he's definitely has his moments. He's gonna 
succeed. But he's a he's a really great sleeper. Uh, Brian, what about you? Who is your quarterback? Um, so I picked Josh Rosen. Um, <laughs> so I don't really have like a lot of super super nice things today, just because unfortunately the Dolphins are that uh, full tank team. But I think next week he's going to be a great start. You give the Dolphins two weeks to prepare for the Redskins, who are another one of those bottom-of-the-barrel teams. I could see him as a potential start and a streamer in some matchups because he does get Cincinnati, I believe, championship week. Uh, so he could be looked at as a streamer uh, later on in the season. Uh, a lot of the faults are not his own. He's got, like, uh, second – I think he's second in the NFL in drop passes. So he's connecting with the receivers. They're just not hanging on to the ball. So I think you give them some time this week. We might see Josh Rosen as a potential streaming candidate. But other than that, I'm not seeing too much for him. Yeah, the Dolphins' uh, defense, the Dolphins' team in general is just it's very sad to watch every week, and they're not very good for fantasy either. But he does have his uh, moments. He could perform uh, very well for us. So, uh, Cody, what about you? What is your quarterback? Yeah, I've got Kyler Murray. Um, listen, he he was drafted as a quarterback that you would have figured you could start right away. But so far, he's put up borderline QB1 numbers. He's been QB11, 16, 14, and 12 in weeks one through four. He's not really running the ball much. I mean, I guess coming in, you kind of figured that he was going to run the ball a lot more than he has. Uh, He's only got 18 carries for 113 yards on the season. Um, And most of that has come more recently. So maybe going forward here, it's something you can expect to see a little bit more of. Had a rushing touchdown last week, so that's always a plus. Um... And what's really been holding him back, in my opinion, has been the Cardinals' red zone offense. It's just been terrible. I mean, uh, the Cardinals have only scored a touchdown on 35% of their trips to the red zone. So they've really just either settled settled for field goals or or not scoring. And uh, it shows, obviously, as them being a a winless team. Uh, And that 35% touchdown rate in the red zone is actually third worst in the league. The only teams worse, the Bengals and the Dolphins. So definitely uh, not converting in the red zone. If they can do that, though, I have a good feeling about Kyler Murray. And I actually am starting him in quite a few leagues this week um, against Cincinnati. Bad defense, uh, 24 against the pass. So he's got to perform this week, though, for me, or else I think it's time to move on and find better options. Yeah, um, he, you know, he's a rookie, so there, there's his, he's going to have his own moments. He's going to have on, he's going to be on and off. So he's definitely worthy of a streamer candidate here and there. Could maybe if he plays well later in the season, be someone you could start late down the road. But yeah, he's definitely hasn't lived up to the performance he did in college just yet. So, but moving into the next position of our day, uh, running back position, and I'll start this one first. My running back duo on the winless team is Philip Philip Lindsay and Royce Friedman. They've been they've been actually pretty head to head for the most part. Lindsay was the clear starter last year, but you know, new regime, Royce Friedman's definitely being used and their outlook moving forward is isn't that good. You know, they only play two teams that are currently favorable for running backs the rest of the season at this moment. They have a their bottom half offense right now, but they are a big part of it. So, you know, I think you'll be fine having them on your team moving forward. Uh, I personally, I would like to maybe you know trade them away from someone who has more favorable schedule because both these guys, if it was just one player, I would say you want to keep this guy. He's performing very well, but they're both performing 
and they're splitting carries. And I, I don't think that's going to be able to keep up, especially with the tougher schedule coming up. It's really interesting, too, because they combined for like 400 yards on the season rushing, and they've both been targeted 19 times. They're very similar in red zone targets, and there's the way they play in the games, their snap counts kind of go back and forth each week. So one week it's Lindsay, one week it's Friedman. So uh, for me personally, their schedules isn't favorable for me to want to keep them. But if you can't trade them away, don't trade them away for nothing, obviously. But if you can trade them away for something with a maybe a f- more favorable matchup, a better offense, I would look in that direction personally. Yeah, but- I uh, I definitely agree with that. I think. Lindsay is definitely a guy, if he has a big week, could probably get a, not necessarily a haul for him, but someone might see it as like, oh, he's starting to get back on track. So you could might be able to sell him off a big game. Um, so I, I definitely agree. I think, I think Lindsay should be sold sometime soon. Definitely. I, I personally think that maybe Friedman takes over at some point, just kind of like change things, spark, get a spark in this offense better. Yeah, I could see that. They need to do something. I know uh, they have their rookie quarterback, who is it, Drew Locke? on IR um, there's potential they bring him back that might be the spark they're looking for but in the meantime Joe Flacco is not the answer and that is definitely holding that team back yeah he's definitely um definitely too old to be playing this game anymore so yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you Brian who is your running back uh so I'm gonna go with Chris Thompson uh he's on the awful Washington Redskins team but I think he's one of two players you can own on that team and set it and forget it because he's seen, uh, I think he's second in running back targets um, and he's averaging seven per game last season in 11 games, he was averaging four per game. So he's breaking that alone. The problem is his health, but he was a waiver pickup. So I don't, I don't think you're really like losing any capital in him at this point. I think he's probably him and Terry McLaurin are the two players you're starting weekly on that. Uh, I know Cody is going to get to, McLaurin in a bit. Um, but yeah, I think I think Chris Thompson is someone you still want to own. I've considered trying to purchase Chris Thompson. Like I've been asking in a lot of leagues, every Chris Thompson owner, all right, what's the price? Because seven targets a game average is set it, forget it. Like that is something I want on my team. Yeah, couldn't agree more with you on that. I mean, he's got at least four catches in every game this season, so he definitely gets targeted in the receiving game. And if you're especially if you're in your PPR league, he's definitely like a valuable like flex option for you most weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't had a touchdown yet this season. I think he only had like one or two last season, but we 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 should see that spike up. Uh, knowing that Vernon Davis is struggling uh, with injuries now too. Jordan Reed, I don't know if he's gonna play football this season. And Might be uh, done. running back. <laughs> Yeah, running back and tight end targets equate to each other to an extent, so we could see Chris Thompson take a step up if Vernon Davis uh, continues to be hurt. Definitely a, a nice little gem in free agency this year for a lot of us. But yeah, Cody, I feel like he is every year. Yeah, I think he is. He, yeah, mostly when he when he's not hurt. I mean, he's definitely a, like a very valuable running back. Yeah. But uh, Cody, who is your running back on a winless team? Yeah, uh, just one thing I want to add on on Chris Thompson there too. Um, he like you guys said he doesn't have a touchdown yet but uh getting those receptions and double digit PPR fantasy points every week so far this year so definitely a guy worth holding on to but my running back that I picked is Kenyon Drake and listen it's ugly uh <laughs> there's not much good going on in Miami right now but uh Kenyon Drake has been flirting with double digit PPR fantasy points every week here he's he's been 2 weeks above 10 points 2 weeks below 10 PPR points um, 
and positive news, he's the lead back there. He's out snapping Kalen Balaj. He's out snapping Mark Walton. Um, he's out snapped them by quite a good margin the last three weeks. Uh, he's played at least 55% of the snaps the last three weeks. And things are looking a little <laughs> as bright as they can for Miami Dolphins here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, they're going to play Washington, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Um, and these teams, uh, the best run defense out of those three is Buffalo at 19th overall. So it's still a bottom half of the league run defense. Um, so, I mean, he, he's got potential. He's got potential in the next coming weeks. I'm holding on to him for now if I have him. Just kind of stash him on the bench. I mean, you probably could drop him, but like I said, this, the schedule's favorable. And you never know. The Dolphins are rebuilding. Maybe they trade him away. Maybe uh, Kenyon Drake ends up on a different team before the trade deadline. Trade deadline in the NFL is after week eight, so October 30th they have, to try to move him for maybe some draft picks. Uh, you know, the Dolphins are rebuilding, so you never know. So there's still a little hope for Kenyon Drake drafters out there, people that drafted him. So we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, I was one of those people. I, I feel like this is turning into a Miami Dolphins podcast at this point. Talk about him so much at this point. <laughs> We're going to attract a lot of Dolphins fans with this. Yes, hope so. <laughs> but going into the next position, the wide receiver position, uh, I'll start with mine. My wide receiver is Preston Williams of the Miami Dolphins, of course, because this is what we are, a Miami Dolphins podcast. <laughs> Miami Dolphins podcast. Yes. If you guys don't know Preston Williams, you should know Preston Williams, especially in Dynasty. He's going to be a stud for one day. What he's doing right now is he's leading the team in targets. He's leading the team in receptions. He's tied for yards. He's tied for touchdowns. He's leading the team in red zone targets. He's leading the team in snaps. Like He's literally doing everything we need to do to be a wide receiver. His one weakness right now is that he's been dropping the ball. Hence, you know, before when Brian was talking about Josh Josh Rosen's uh, ability, you know, the drops, he was kind of the main contributor to that. He's missed a lot of drops here and there, red zones, you know, touchdowns, first downs. He's done a couple of things like that. And it's, he's a rookie, so he's going to have those rookie moments. And he was undrafted rookie too, so which is, makes his makes it more of a – it means more time to really grow in the offense. But he has amazing talent. I think he really can turn up. I'm looking to – buy low on him like a really buy low if someone is kind of tired of him not taking that next step or breaking out yet i'm looking to trade him for something cheap on the dollar get him out of because the dolphins you know they're of the next 11 games six of them are bottom five and wide receiver bottom five receivers so they've allowed a lot of receiving points to their wide receivers out there on the opposite teams so i think they're going to play better at some point they had their bye week I expect them to perform better. They can't be as bad as what they've already been. So it's only to be able to go forward than backwards. So Bayou Preston Williams are very low. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think I think there's going to be value in Miami. I don't think it's going to. I don't know when it's going to be. It could be right out of the bye. But eventually, we're going to be talking about you know these Miami players as like, oh, this is like the number one waiver wire pickup of the week. Like we could be talking about Preston Williams, Devonte Parker. I I 100% agree. I think. There's value there, and I, I don't know what I'd be willing to spend, but I would, I would consider buying him too. Yeah, he's definitely the best thing going in Miami right now, as far as receivers go. So, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna roster one Miami receiver, it's, it's got to be Preston Williams. Yep, I agree. Yeah, Thirty um, targets, it's it's definitely a thing. So, but yeah, Brian, what about you? What is your wide receiver on this? So my wide receiver is Robbie Anderson. 
uh, coming into the season, I had him very lower in my, uh, I had him lower in my rankings. Uh, I wasn't super excited, mainly because of the draft price. He was like a six round pick. Some people were drafting him as their wide receiver too. Uh, but he's been dropped in a lot of leagues. Like I've had people like message me like, Hey, this is what my league looks like. Who should I pick up off waivers? And I was shocked when I saw Robbie Anderson there. Um, he had seven targets in week one when he had Tredavious White shadowing him. He had six targets in week two with Luke Falk as his quarterback. Um, and then in week three, he had five targets, which isn't exciting, but these are all Luke Falk targets, right? Sam Darnold is trending in the right direction. I believe he's back in practice non-contact. So that right there already ups his value. Like his, his window to get Robbie Anderson is closing. Uh, he has the Eagles this week, and they probably have the worst, if not one of the worst, secondaries in football. I think he could even start him this week, whether Sam Darnold plays or not. And then I think after that, the window's closed because Sam Darnold should be back. So I think he's a huge buy-low candidate. Um, that's just my opinion. I couldn't agree more with you, to be honest. Um, I have him as a nice sleeper this week against the Phillies defense. They're they're like horrible. They have like no one in the secondary at this point. And if you guys don't know Robbie Anderson over the last two seasons, weeks nine through 14, 15, he's like the number one fantasy wide receiver usually because that's what he does. So I, I won a looks... championship off his back last year. It was fantastic. Exactly. So like he's definitely someone worth purchasing. Yeah. Yeah. Once Darnold. Yeah. Once Darnold comes back, I mean, he's going to be back to normal. He's going to be the same guy that you drafted earlier this season. So he's 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 good. Yep. Yeah, by low. low for sure. Uh, Cody, how about you? Where's your wide receiver? Yeah, Brian kind of prefaced it earlier. Uh, I got Terry McLaurin. Um, currently wide receiver 23 on the season, PPR scoring, and he's missed a game. So he didn't play last week against the Giants. He's still hurt, limited participant in practice today, uh, Thursday, and um, he still has a chance to play this weekend. But I'm not putting him in my fancy starting lineup this weekend. The Redskins have the Patriots. Patriots are number two against the pass. Who knows what Washington's doing at quarterback? I mean, it's Case Keenum, it's Colt McCoy, it's Dwayne Haskins. We don't really know where where they're going to go going forward here in the short term. But McLaurin, when he's played, he's got a touchdown in every game that he's played. So week one, he went five for 125 in a touchdown. Week two, five for 62 in a touchdown. Week three, six for 70 in a touchdown. So, I mean, he's he's going to give you at least flex value, I believe, uh, once he gets back from his injury. Maybe even low wide receiver two numbers if he comes back as strong as he started the season. But he's a guy that if I have him right now, which I do have him in a number of leagues right now, I'm hoping that when he comes back, he puts up big numbers. Because his stretch in the middle of the season is pretty brutal as far as defenses go. I mean, he's got Minnesota, San Francisco, Buffalo, all coming up, all great pass defenses. So I'm really I'm banking on a, a good comeback from McLaurin and maybe trade him off and get some value for him. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I, I'm personally looking to trade him if he has a big week this week, just because of what you said about the strength of schedule right there. And I'm not sure if once um Haskins takes over. I know they've had were college teammates, so there's a connection. But I don't know if Haskins is ready to have that same kind of connection. The NFL is a is a different beast, so I'm looking to trade him if I can if, if he has a good game. 
Yeah, it's tough with rookie quarterbacks, especially this week. I, I agree with uh, Cody. I would definitely not be uh, starting Terry McLaurin this week for two things. One, if Dwayne Haskins starts, Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback is a no. You do not want to start any anything attached to that, um, except for maybe Chris Thompson, because the Patriots will let you in the short intermediate game, you know, all week. But Stephon Gilmore, if that's who he sees in coverage, he's not going to have a day. Um, but they also, they got J.C. Jackson. The coverage is tight in New England. I would be hoping to maybe buy him after this week because he might even just be dropped because he might have such a bad week if he plays. And then you can hold him on your bench till maybe that right over that stretch of like the Bills and whatnot is around the corner and he has favorable matchups. No, definitely. Couldn't agree more on that. Um, we didn't come up with a tight end, guys, for you guys, because really the only tight end is Chris Hurden. Everyone else is basically a bottom bottom five tight end in the league right now. So Except I mean, Tyler Eifert this week. Yes, Tyler Eifert does have a great mm-hmm. matchup this week. Uh, but Chris Hurden could be a nice uh, steal if he's still out there on your waivers in just general sense. He could maybe perform later this season once Sam Donald comes back. But besides that, there weren't too many tight ends that we, we found worthy of a, a d- deep discussion. Yeah. Yeah, but that was our first segment. Uh, we have a new segment now, and it's our start, trade, and cut. Uh, we had three different um, sections here, so we're going to start with the first one. Guys, trade, uh, start, start, trade, cut. D.D. Westbrook, Michael Gallup, Will Fuller. Rest of the season. Um, All right. I'll, I'll start with this one. I'm starting D.D. Um, whether it's for this week or rest of the season, I'm rolling with D.D. Westbrook. Um, Gardner Minshew's coming into his own. I love what John Filippo does with the slot. We saw Adam Thielen, you know, thrive in that role last year. I love D.D. Westbrook rest of the season, I think. You take out his bad week, week two, with Gardner Minshew's first official start. And he's actually done pretty good. He's still averaging, like, 13 PPR points per game, which isn't exciting, but that's, like, flex appeal, you know, bye week filler. Um, I'm going to trade Michael Gallup. Um... I don't think he's I, – I think Michael Gallup is going to have a great rest of season, and someone might buy high on him thinking he'll have that same production off of what he had in the beginning. But he's not going to do it this week against the Packers, Packers secondary. <clears throat> and I'm going to drop Will Fuller. Uh, I want to see it from Will Fuller. I know he has a favorable matchup this week against Atlanta, but I want to see it first. I want to see him and Watson connect on that deep ball before I uh, can move forward with him. That's a great – definitely a great take. Uh, Cody, what about you? Yeah, I'm a little bit different here. Um, I got Will Fuller as my start. Uh, currently wide receiver 66 on the season, so not great. But you can't uh, – you, you got to look at that chemistry that he's got with Deshaun Watson. I mean, them guys uh, with the deep ball, they just got a great connection. In 2018, uh, four touchdowns and seven games played together before Fuller got hurt. Uh, they haven't hooked up for a touchdown yet this year, but I feel like it's coming. I feel like it, it really is – Right around the corner. Uh, Fuller's been seeing six to seven targets a week for the last three weeks, so the the numbers are there, or the, the opportunities are there. It's just uh, poor offensive line play by the Texans. I mean, Deshaun Watson's been sacked 18 times in four games. That's the third most in the league behind uh, Kyler Murray and Andy Dalton. If he can get a little bit more time in the pocket, let those deep routes develop, I've got Will Fuller as uh, my start here. Um, yeah. For my trade, I've got Michael Gallup. I uh, also have Gallup there. 
you got to capitalize off the hot start here. 13 catches in two games, uh, got the injury. But if he can bounce back and boost his, his trade stock uh, here when he comes back in these first couple games, um, he's definitely worth a trade because if you look at his late season schedule, and we're talking weeks four, or, uh, weeks 12 through 15, so the end of the fancy regular season into the start of the playoffs, he's got the Patriots week 12, the Vikings week 13, the Bears week 14, and the Rams week 15. And these are all <laughs> top-tier defenses. So I'm uh, I'm looking to trade Gallup if he can come back and, and have a productive couple games coming off of the injury. And then uh, I got D.D. Uh, Westbrook as my cut. Um, so far this year, no more than five catches for 66 yards in a game. Um, and Gardner Minshew is looking for D.J. Shark. I mean, it looks like those two guys are um, are – have been hooking up together, you know, more than, than DD. And it's unfortunate because coming into the season, it looked like Foles and DD had this real great chemistry, but you know, Foles gets knocked out week one. And now, uh, uh, DD Westbrook just hasn't quite materialized here this season. So I would feel comfortable cutting DD Westbrook. Uh, that's definitely a great take. Um, mine, I'll, I'm going to start with my cut. I'm going to cut DD Westbrook as well. Uh, just like you said, Cody, like I, I feel the same way that Minshaw and maybe if Foles comes, Nick Foles comes back at some point, I feel like uh, Shark is definitely the, the main target here in this offense. And I think Leonard actually has an opportunity in the passing game too. Leonard Fournette, I think he's been doing really well in the passing game as a running back. Uh, from my start, I'm going to do Michael Gallup, guys. I know you guys both said you're going to trade him away, but he was fantastic in those first two games. And this offense since then has kind of, dipped a bit over the last two weeks. I mean, Mario Cooper had a great great week three, but in general, I, I think they missed Michael Gallup's talent. I don't think uh, I don't think they realize how much he improved from one from year one to year two on that offseason. I think getting him back moving forward and as long as he's healthy, he could be a great player moving forward for your team. And I'm looking to actually trade low or buy low on Will Fuller as a trade, uh, especially for this week. I mean, he's got a great matchup against Atlanta. And I think this offense has just kind of lost their moment, at, like their mojo. And I think once they make this this week against Atlanta happen, I think they're finding it back. And I think Will Fuller will be a solid, you know, top 35 receiver rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. I mean, I like all three of these receivers. I think they're all worth owning. It's it's pretty cool that we're, we're in a situation where we have to choose between them. And I like that. I like that we all have different takes. But I, I definitely think, you know, if you're – you're stuck with one of these receivers in your league. I think you're, you'll still be pretty happy. Yeah, absolutely. Going into our next one is going to be the quarterback, and our three quarterbacks are Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Josh Allen. Uh, I'll go first on this one real quick. My uh, my start personally would be Josh Allen. I know he's a little banged up and he had a horrible week last week, but he has great matchups moving forward. He gets to, he he gets to play the Jets a couple times, the Dolphins a couple times. Redskins and the Bengals. I mean, he's he has at the moment the opportunity to do very well moving forward as long as he's healthy. But he only had a concussion last week, so he should be fine moving into the following week. So I'm looking to start Josh Allen after this week, of course, against the against the Titans. Uh, as for my cut, I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo, just because I want to trade low on Baker because I feel like Baker has the potential to break out more than Jimmy G this season. And unfortunately, even though I kind of like Jimmy G, he's he's my cut, and I'm looking to buy low on Baker because I think this Cleveland offense can turn things around 
as the season moves forward. Yeah, um, I'm, I hope there's better days ahead for Cleveland. I think we're still just waiting for uh, some more creative play calling. I think Freddie Kitchens is uh, getting into his own head currently, but I actually have Jimmy Garoppolo as my start. Um, this week he's playing the Browns. That's why I picked him. Um, the Browns have a banged-up secondary, and I think this might be the get-right game for the 49ers to uh, calm down with those turnovers they've been, they've been working with. Uh, my trade is actually Josh Allen. Um, I think he would be a good buy-low candidate um, to trade for just off of the bad week against the Patriots. Banged up. I think he's going to have a bad week against the Titans this week. But he has that nice rushing floor. And then I'm I actually I'm going to cut Baker Mayfield. I again I need to see it first. I think better days are ahead, but I just don't know if I can keep uh keep risking that personally. Definitely, he's definitely a risk. So I I understand that. So yeah, it's Cody. it's it's a risk reward situation. Yeah, basically, Cody. What about you? Yeah, I think we're all going to be a little bit different here again. Uh, I've got Jimmy Garoppolo as my start. Uh, he's got a, t- a touchdown pass in every game this year, uh, so uh, not that's something that not even Patrick Mahomes has done this year. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy G, touchdown pass in every game. Uh, great matchups coming up. He's got the Redskins, Arizona twice, and New Orleans still on the schedule. So some soft matchups coming up. My trade is Baker. Uh, and the reason I have him here is because he should be able to return some uh, value on just his name. If you're playing with uh, some people that maybe aren't quite as uh, don't follow fantasy quite as closely and they're just kind of rolling with uh, the big names that they know, Baker Mayfield has got that name and people are, are going to want to have him. And uh, also, if you if you can, you know, try to get people to look ahead uh, Baker in the playoffs, he's got Cincinnati twice, Arizona, and then Baltimore, which Baltimore is kind of mid-pack against the pass right now, but Cincinnati and Arizona are both uh, both subpar. So maybe you can trade him off on um, on uh, to somebody that maybe wants is is looking ahead towards the playoffs. I think better times are definitely ahead for Cleveland, though. I think they they definitely have to bounce back at some point. And then I've got Josh Allen as my cut. Uh, he's in concussion protocol right now. Uh, unclear if he's going to play this weekend. Matt Barkley might have to play for the Bills this weekend. Um, and Allen's got turnover issues, and that's going to cap your your score on the week. He's got six interceptions and two lost fumbles in four games this year. So, you know, it's taking fancy points away from you. And uh, he also hasn't thrown for more than one touchdown in a single game. So Josh Allen is somebody that... I actually did cut this week in one of my leagues, so I, w- I would cut him. Yeah, no, definitely definitely a great take. And let's move on to our last one here. This is going to be a little bit different. It's more of a flex option kind of. So Sony Michelle, MVS, Marquez, Valdez, Scantley, or Richard Penny? Uh, I'll hop in first on this one. I think MVS is my start. Um, Devontae Adams out. You got to roll MVS out. Him and Geronimo Allison are going to eat up that work while uh, Adams is gone. I think I'll only miss like a game or two. So he's kind of like a short-term start. I have Sony Michelle as my trade. Uh, I know there's someone who, like uh, Cody had mentioned, you know, 
you play with people who just follow the name game, Sonny Michelle is going to hold heavy value and you can get some good return for that. And even if they don't play the name game, I still think, a, you know, a running back on an NFL team, just how the depth is so volatile and like hard to fill in fantasy, I'm sure someone would trade for him. And then I'm going to cut Rashad Penny. I, I think he's just no more than a handcuff, maybe flex appeal in the right matchup. I don't think that's someone you're going to be able to predict very well and hold on your roster. Definitely, definitely, a, definitely a good take. Cody, what about you? Yes, uh, same here with Marquez Valdez-Scantling. you got to play him as long as Devontae Adams out, uh, is out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to somebody, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison should definitely benefit from Devontae Adams being off the field. So I'm going to uh, gonna go ahead and start him. I would... I guess I would trade Rashad Penny. Not that he has a ton of value right now coming off an injury. He's a number two back in Seattle. But I think it just has more to do with I want to cut Sony Michelle. He <laughs> Sony Michelle just ha- has not had much value. I mean, nope. he's he's not gaining yards, he's not scoring touchdowns. He looks bad. And the the New England backfield is just so stacked full of people i mean rex burkhead james white uh brandon bolden's even getting touches and he scored last week so i just don't want any part of sony michelle right now for sure no definitely definitely a fun take on that one for me i'm I'm cutting rashad penny he's not performing yet chris carson has the job even with the fumbles he's definitely off my radar uh for my trade i'm trying to i'm looking to trade mvs after if he has a good week this week I'm looking to trade him away. I, I get he's a great talent and he's on an Aaron Rodgers team, but Devontae Adams, I think he'll be back after this week. His injury wasn't too severe. Usually it's like something, his injury was like a two-week thing, usually like rest time. So I think if he has a great week this week, I'd trade him because him and Jerome Allison and Jeremy Graham kind of all go around as a number two target on Aaron Rodgers' team. And I'm still looking to start Sonny Michelle. I couldn't possibly cut him. And I would love to trade him, but I don't think I'd get any great value for him. I think what they might be doing, and I'm hoping that's what they're doing, is that they're kind of resting him through the season as it goes. Yes, his inefficiency isn't that great, but I think they're resting him and not giving him as many carries so that later in the year he can they can use him more towards the playoffs. Because remember, he had knee issues coming out of college and in his first year. So I think they might be resting him and maybe closer to the playoff time, he gets that push and performs hopefully better. Yeah, I uh, I hope better days are ahead for Michelle. I think the James Dublin to IR is a huge hit uh, for the Patriots' run game as a whole. But, I mean, he still has touchdown upside weekly like every Patriots running back. So if you have to start him, there's nothing wrong with that. Definitely, definitely. And uh, before we wrap things up, do you guys have anything, last last things to say? Anything you guys would like to say to the listeners? Uh, I would just like to say thank you for having me on. Uh, thanks to our big man in charge nate for letting us do this yeah same here thanks to nate uh for uh, getting this together i'm looking forward to maybe being on a couple more times here this season and uh check out we fantasy.com uh lots of good content there so that's yeah. what i'll have to say yeah thank you nate we appreciate it and just to wrap up the show you know we talked about winless teams and their quarterbacks running backs and wide receivers and then we kind of went over a little start trade cut for rest of the season or this week on some players in the receiver position, quarterbacks and flex, um, you know, they'll, they'll know more about what we do and all of our great articles and podcasts. Please uh, go to uh, we know fantasy.com. We've got a lot of great things on there and 
and us as the writers, we love to, you know, like to like to see you guys view our stuff. So, and you know, check out every Monday our waiver wire wish list with Nate. He goes over the best waiver wire pickups of the week, and then check out on Wednesdays the We Know Fantasy podcast, you know, featuring the Fantasy Pro, as him and Nate go over the starts of the week, some other some other things that are going around the fantasy football league. So we do appreciate you guys listening tonight, and you know, have a great one, guys. Yeah, later, guys. See ya.